Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sober is Dope podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan, and today I want to talk about addiction from a spiritual perspective. And this episode is inspired by Deepak Chopra, who's um, one of the many people who influenced me on my spiritual journey throughout the years. Um, you know, uh, I've been into meditation and spirituality and Christianity and finding all of the tools. I use all of the tools I can for my spiritual evolution. And I really love God and I love the spiritual way. And you can't talk about the new wave movement or modern spirituality without mentioning the great Deepak Chopra. So for me, I wanted to share his perspective on addiction with you guys today. Um, so briefly, I want to go over a quick overview of who Deepak is and um, then we can move along. Deepak Chopra was born in October 22nd, 1946. He's an Indian-American author and alternative medicine advocate. A prominent figure in the New Age movement, his books and videos has made him one of the best-known and wealthiest figures in alternative medicine. Chopra studied medicine in India before immigrating in the 1970 to the U.S., where he completed residencies in internal medicine and endocrinology. As a licensed physician, in 1980, he became chief of staff at New England Memorial Hospital. In 1985, he met Maharishi Mahesh Yogi and became involved in the Transcendental Meditation, or TM, movement. Shortly thereafter, he resigned his position at New England Memorial Hospital to establish the Maharishi Ayurveda Health Center. In 1993, Chopra gained a following after he was interviewed about his books on The Oprah Winfrey Show. He then left the TM movement to become the executive director of Sharp Healthcare Center for Mind-Body Medicine. In 1996, he co-founded the Chopra Center for Wellbeing. Chopra believes that a person may attain perfect health, a condition that is free from disease, that never feels pain, and that, and that cannot age or die. Seeing the human body as undergirded by the quantum mechanical body, composed not of matter but of energy and information, he believes that human aging is fluid and changeable. It can speed up, slow down, stop for a time, and even reverse itself as determined by one state of mind. He claims that his practices can also treat chronic disease. The idea Chopra promotes has regularly been criticized by medical and scientific professionals as pseudoscience. The criticisms has been described as ranging from the dismissive to the damning. Philosopher Robert Carroll writes that Chopra to justify his teacher's attempts to integrate Ayurveda with quantum mechanics. Chopra says that what he calls quantum healing cures any manner of ailments, including cancer, through effects that he claims are literally based on the same principles as quantum mechanics. This has led physicists to object to his use of the term quantum in reference to medical conditions in a human body. Evolutionary biologist Richard Dawkins has said that Chopra uses quantum jargon as plausible sounding hocus pocus. Chopra's treatments generally elicit nothing but a placebo response and has drawn criticism that the unwarranted claims made for them may rise false hope and lure six people away from legitimate medical treatment. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is definitely not the 
best review of Deepak Chopra, but it's good to see where the critics lie and where he lies. So in my experience, ladies and gentlemen, we're still in the early stages of science and spirituality actually merging, right? So you're going to always have someone who's in a heightened spiritual sense that realistically in their own experience can witness people's body or energy body and mind healing the actual physical body, right? This is real. It worked for me. It helped me. Um, I've seen this play out in multiple cases, but, you know, I can't go to my medical doctor and say, hey, I reversed my pre-diabetes because I had a spiritual awakening and changed my mind and my attitude towards life. And that changed my behavior patterns. And I did all of this through consciousness. And then the consciousness fueled my body and made me a different person and how I looked at my body. She's not going to believe that. I can't go to my doctor and say, hey, I had a vital spiritual experience based on Sober's Dope episode one where I surrendered my life to God in the middle of the street got on my knees, prayed to God, heard a voice, went to the hospital, and the rest is history. They're going to probably be like, well, it's going to have to be some scientific explanation. So we know that there's a thin line. But the good news is we have biological physicists such as Dr. Bruce Lipton, who's the author of The Biology of Belief, which is finally, who's has finally proven that there's a realistic scientific link between our thoughts, our ideas, and our ability to transform ourselves through our thoughts and ideas. And he talks about this as the, um, the new thought evolution. And he tells us that, and I did an episode on this called Biology of Belief, where Dr. Bruce Lipton eloquently lays it all out. He says, based on our human perception, our perception of our environment can affect our internal environment. So if I perceive my life to be something that's bad and negative and dark, and I always look at everything as a perceived threat, and I'm living in a negative, my health, my internal environment, everything will take a bad a hit right? I'll be in a negative state of health, right? But if I looked at my environment optimistically and I was very positive and I listened to the words that I spoke to myself and I listen and I, and I minimize negative mental noise or self-talk, then I will be closer to more of a high vibrational or positive life. So it's up to you guys, but you know, in um, the recovery community, we take what we can get, right? And we, we, so my job is to tell you guys, Take what you want from this episode and disregard what doesn't resonate with you. And that goes for every other episode. I'm never going to present an idea to you guys and say, this is law. You have to follow this. This is the way. How I'm able to thrive and have a well-rounded sense of spirituality, I'm, uh, that's from my ability to look at everything objectively and take what resonates with me and disregard what doesn't. It's very simple. Someone may say, um, you know, my, my grandmother is Buddhist. I think you should meet my grandmother. I know you're a Christian, but I think you should meet my grandmother. I'm going to listen to the grandmother, read the books, talk about her past, and then part of me forever will be Buddhist. The, the best parts of the Buddhist system I would take, and whatever doesn't resonate with me, I will leave alone. 
but I'll be a better human being in the long run than me being negative and closed minded and saying, oh, that's not for me. So as far as Deepak is concerned, I do believe quantum mechanics can be applied to the body. I believe we have multiple bodies. We have an energy body. We believe that we have a spirit, spiritual body. We have a mental body. We have a um uh, you know, atomic body. I believe that we're all energy waves, right? And we're all spiritual. And that's my thing. I mean, when I meditate, I detach from my body. You know, when I dream, I'm in multiple places, right? So I'm in a whole nother world. I have other bodies. And so life is just not limited to what science can prove. That's all I'm saying. We're always dealing with the supernatural wonders of the world as well as the natural wonders of the world. And the thing about life is we're still trying to figure out the mysteries of life. And God is the one grand mystery. And, you know, we're a young species, so we can't rule out the possibilities that we're greater than we really are. You know, I mean, science is going to say this guy is not he's off base, but I mean, there's millions of people who really heal their minds and bodies through their a spiritual approach. You know, having a spiritual awakening is very powerful. That's why um, when Bill, that's how Alcoholic Anonymous really started, right? It started from a spiritual um, perspective because um, Roland H., which was one of Bill W.'s partners, he met with Dr. Carl Jung and they had Carl Jung was explaining how spirituality worked. And then that sparked something in Roland H. And that's where the term vital spiritual experience come from. And that's the beginning tenets of Alcoholic Anonymous. So while I'm bringing this to you guys is we have to keep nourishing the spiritual aspects of our recovery because it takes some time a spiritual experience, a, a spiritual event, a something vital that can pull us away from our addiction, right? We need something that can rip us apart from that lower vibrational reality and put us in a higher vibrational reality. And in my case, that worked for me. Nothing else worked for me. And you know what worked for me? It was both spirituality and science, right? I needed to appeal to a, my spiritual self because my spiritual self was the only part of me that could fuel me. It gave me that last bit of energy. I'm talking about I was on my deathbed, man. I was walking through the streets about to collapse. Could have had a heart attack at any moment with half a liver. And I was I was done. I had no food, no money, nowhere to go. I was shutting down. I felt my body shutting down. And before I was going to collapse and faint or pass out on that street, in the middle of Brooklyn, New York, which is totally uncharacteristic of me because two years prior to this, I'm just a normal guy, you know, running around doing my business. But addiction really took its hold on me. Right. And before I collapse on that street, I remembered I have a spiritual partner. I have a spiritual companion. I have a whole heavenly body. I have creators and angels and a God. That loves me. I knew that. I had ancestors who was in the spiritual realm that loved me. So before I died or before I collapsed and really passed out in the middle of nowhere, I got on my knees and I surrendered all my power to God and said, God, help me. I'm lost. 
And because I appeal that spiritual, it was a miraculous event because God said, I opened myself up to God and God went inside of me. He was able to work with me. He said, I'm going to fuel this kid with enough energy. I'm going to give him his next boost so he could go figure this out. And that's vital spiritual experience took me to the hospital where doctors and science were able to kick in. Right. Right. I couldn't pray to doctors. I wouldn't have been able to get off the street. I couldn't pray to science. I had to appeal to a higher spiritual power. And that allowed me to go to the hospital where the doctors and the scientists was able to sit down and really explain to me what was going on, then help me. So we need spirituality and we need science, right? But science, it's like the chicken and the egg. Which comes first? Spirituality or science? God or creation? Which comes first, right? So ladies and gentlemen... Deepak Chopra has many great books. Google him. Check him out. He's a very brilliant person. And you will hear that when I play his clip where he talks about addiction and spirituality. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to cut to a message from our sponsor that I'm going to come back and we're going to prepare to hear the great Deepak Chopra. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to the message from our sponsor. Um, This next section is um, exciting because Deepak Chopra is going to talk to us about how he looks at addiction and he's going to talk about his ideas on addiction. And remember, Deepak Chopra is also a medical doctor and he's also... um, He worked with uh, Maharishi Yogi, which is the founder of the Transcendental Meditation Movement. And we know TM or the TM method of Transcendental Meditation is one of the few, uh, one of the main meditations that has been scientifically proven to help reduce stress and help um, with anxiety, mental health, energy, and transforming someone's life. So look up the TM method. Um, I want to go over a few takeaways from Deepak's talk, and then we're going to go right into his message. Ladies and gentlemen, keep an open mind and really look up Deepak. He's old school. He's he's old hat. He goes back, man. He's not one of these young boys out here talking this stuff. He's not one of your Instagram personalities trying to be deep. This guy's the real deal, right? He was doing this stuff like when I was still a baby, Right. So I respect my elders, one, but I respect someone who comes from the medical field and through a vital spiritual experience, leave the medical field and devote the rest of their lives to spiritual exploration. I have to respect that. And um, he's the real deal. Um, he has a book that um, that he co-wrote with his brother Sanjiv Chopra, which is called Super Genes. 
And Super Genes is one of the books that talk about epigenetic gene expression and um, the gut microbiome and our and just overall genetic expression. How our thoughts, ideas, diets, nutrition, stress levels, sleep patterns, X, Y, and Z can affect our gene expression and the gene expression of our future generations so our kids how we pass on our genes right how we could reverse our aging through things like the telomere effect and stuff like that so you know with the soap is dope podcast we're gonna be dealing with more complex concepts because i'm a complex guy you are a complex audience and we can appreciate these next level conversations because we're more than our addiction we're recovering to enlightenment right so ladies and gentlemen here's a few of my takeaways the first thing that i found very powerful about what deepak was talking about he identified addiction he said addiction from a consciousness point of view is the memory of pleasure and the memory of pain and then he talks about a cellular memory right this memory of pleasure is more on a cellular level then he says more primordial Right, which means more ancient, b- beyond time in the beginning, more ancient, uh, more primordial than cellular is um, the possibility wave. He was like that that this memory um, exists as a possibility wave. It's something that he calls the Akashic Records, which I don't want to get too deep. This is not a um, that type of episode, but. Just look at the Akashic Records as our genetic universal library, right? It's like the Library of Alexandria, but genetically, our genetic library. The Akashic Records is supposed to be like a supernatural, spiritual record system of all our genetic memories, our spiritual memories, and stuff like that. That's super new wave, but it might be interesting to you, so look it up. Akashic, A-K-A-S-H-I-C, the Akashic Records, right? But... Going, um, he also goes on to say addiction, the memory of pleasure overpowers the measure, the memory of pain because pleasure is more powerful, right? So, what does that mean? You know how you get to that point in your addiction where it's no longer fun, where you're hurting and you're in a lot of pain, right? Rock bottom, being on the skids, being torn up, taught from the flow up. You know what I'm talking about, right? That's painful, but you still continue to use because the memory of the pleasure overpowers the memory of the pain, which is brilliant. I never really looked at it fundamentally like that. That's why you got to holler at OGs like Deepak. He also goes on to say the only spiritual solution to addiction and food, that means food, sex, drugs, processed substance use, alcohol, whatever, um... Is a spiritual solution. So he talks about, and he remember, ladies and gentlemen, we have to remember the fundamentals. If you're from the Alcoholic Anonymous community, if you're from the AA community, we know step one is you have to realize your life has become unmanageable and you have to give your life to over to a power, a higher power, a God as you know God, right? We also know that. We need a vital spiritual experience. This is what Bill W. and Roland H. was talking about, right? When they met with Dr. Carl Young. And we're going to do an episode right after this about that. 
Um, so a spiritual solution is one of the only real permanent solutions to not the only solution, but the actual, I think, and I agree with this, the ultimate permanent solution to our addiction has to be from a spiritual source or spiritual beginning, right? But we need a lot more than just that. But I think that primary solution starts in the spiritual, He also goes on to say all the addictions are being hooked to a memory we can't get rid of, right? So listen to that. Isn't that fundamentally outstanding? All of our addiction is hooked to a a cellular, think about this, a cellular memory. Something that's deep embedded, like it just wired our brain a certain way where we can't shake that memory. I remember the first time I smoked weed as a kid. I got high in a way, and I never had found this particular high again. That first high is always the best one, but we're chasing that memory, but you never quite get that high again. Like that first drink of alcohol, you're never going to quite revisit that euphoria because the initial shock to your brain sends your, it's just, it's just a unique high, right? But we chase that memory. Um, so all the addictions are being hooked to a memory we can't get rid of. He proposes a solution, which I thought was very brilliant. Overshadow to overshadow this memory of pleasure with another memory. So the solution is we must overshadow the memory of the pleasure, that pleasure that we're hooked, right? That we can't get rid of with another memory of pleasure, joy, fulfillment, which is stronger than the memory that led to the addiction. That's why spirituality is important because it could take you, it could transcend you to a higher level of pleasure and that could override the memory of the pleasure of your addiction, right? In order to do this, you have to transcend through meditation, go beyond the field the field of memories to the field of pure potential. Oh my God, guys, this is it. This is the this is the real deal. This is what we've been really this is why I did this podcast. Because like this is the type of information if I heard prior to hitting rock bottom seven years ago, it could have made the largest difference. It could have made such a difference to me because I was a spiritual kid. I just never made that connection. So the power of rock bottom sometime. It forces you to really work with whatever you have. And when I physically was depleted and I had nothing else, the last thing that I had was my spirit because that's permanent. That never goes. Right. And my spirit cried out. And then that's how I found my help. But this is deep. I want to read this one more time that we're going to enjoy this message. The only spiritual solution to addiction, food, sex, drugs, whatever is spiritual. All the addictions are being hooked to a memory we can't get rid of. The solution to this problem is we must overshadow this memory of pleasure with another memory of pleasure, joy, fulfillment, which is stronger than the memory that led to the addiction. In order to do this, you have to transcend through meditation or prayer or spiritual cry out to decrees and go beyond the field of memories to the field of pure potential. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Sober is Dope podcast. Please enjoy this clip with the great Deepak Chopra as he takes us on a journey of exploration through addiction from his point of view. I hope you enjoy it. I'll catch you on the other side.
the question that is asked is, is there a holistic treatment for addiction? So first of all, uh, let us see addiction as uh, it is understood from a consciousness point of view. Addiction is the memory of pain and also the memory of pleasure, but it starts out as the memory of pleasure. In the Vedic frame view, in the Ayurvedic frame work, um, memory is uh, stored as seed memory in core consciousness. So actually the memory is cellular, but even more primordial to it being cellular, it exists as a possibility wave in the possibility field that is our consciousness. So that's called seed consciousness. Uh, it's part of the Akashic field, which has a personal, collective, and a universal domain. And therefore, the memory can never be erased. And addiction is a memory of pleasure, which subsequently leads to pain. But the memory of pleasure overpowers the memory of pain because it is more powerful, pleasure is more powerful. And so you soon start um, um, getting into the state where you can't get enough of what now gives you pain. You can't get enough of what you don't want anymore. And therefore it's so difficult to treat. And therefore there's only a spiritual uh, solution to addiction, whether it's addiction to substances, to alcohol, to drugs, to food, to addictive relationships, toxic relationships, to cynical outcome, uh, to um, sex. All these addictions are being hooked to a memory that you cannot get rid of. So if you can't get rid of the memory, then what do you do? Well, the only way you can um, overcome this is to overshadow this memory with another memory of pleasure, of joy, of fulfillment, which is stronger than the memory that led to the addiction. And in order to do that, you have to transcend, number one, transcend through meditation, which is go beyond the field of memories to the field of pure potentiality. And then in that field of pure potentiality, in that meditative state, seed new memories of joy and love and also of pleasure through music, uh, through massage, through, uh, uh, through aromatherapy, through detoxification, physical detoxification, uh, through, I think I mentioned massage, through color therapy, and through anything that can be fed into your consciousness through the five senses, sound, touch, sight, taste, and smell. So mantras, uh, primordial sounds, music, color therapies of all kinds, um, taste therapies of all times, which includes herbs, aromatherapies of all kinds, and uh, ultimately also detoxification, but periodic transcendence through meditation as well. And use different kinds of meditation, contemplative meditations, self-awareness meditations, transcending meditations, a procedure called introception where you can sense what's happening in the body and then awareness of mental space and then vipassana, awareness of uh, uh, sensations in the body and breath. It's a long procedure, involved procedure, but in my uh, experience has frequently succeeded. 
So we do have a center, it's called Paradise Valley in Vancouver, where we um, do some of these therapies. And you can find a link to the Paradise Center through the Chopra.com site. Also, you can check out Paradise Valley in Vancouver, 